Greetings everybody, welcome to the Active FM. This is Pastor Jack Chirwa from the Full Gospel Church with the program, um, The Kairos Moment. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that you are well and that as you have tuned in that uh, God will be able to speak to you through my voice and that you will be motivated and encouraged and inspired. Let us just pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for this opportunity once again to be able to minister um, a word of inspiration and encouragement to those that are listening, whichever part of the world they might be. I pray that you would um, inspire them through this word and uh, practical examples from our own life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Praise God. I want to take a moment to just speak about never giving up, never giving up. Um, whatever you do in life, there's always a point in life where we, we always uh, can be discouraged and we can always give up in our lives. Whatever we, we are doing, we can always be tempted to give up. Uh, giving up maybe because of pressure, giving up maybe because things aren't working out. Um, and in fact, sometimes people give up because uh, people are even afraid to take a step and attempt. They give up even before they began. They give up before they got started. There are many people like that that give up before they even get started. Um, and and uh, but I want I want us to know that you know the Bible speaks about the fact that we are not of those that shrink back. In the book of Hebrews, we are not of those that shrink back, uh, but we press on. The Apostle Paul says, "Forgetting what lies behind, straining towards that which lies ahead." Um, you know, and he's one who refused to give up regardless of the circumstances. Um, it was just over 10 years ago when I was assistant pastor in a church in Durban, in a full gospel church in Durban. And um, I had served the senior pastor there for close to six years. And um, we started feeling that it was a season and a time for us to be able to move on and, um, you know, uh, to move on to the next thing that God had in store for us. And it was during that time that we were praying and seeking the face of God that I got an invitation to take over um, a church in Johannesburg, um, particularly in Tafontaine, where we are now. Um, and, so, and so we decided we're going to um, have a look. We're going to travel to Joburg and have a look um, at, the, at the church and pray about it and see if this is really God's will for us. And so we, we, I traveled, I took a trip, I came over to minister in the church. Now, because the church was vacant, the church was without a pastor for about eight months. The previous pastor uh, took a new job in New Zealand and, and uh, immigrated overseas. So the church was vacant for about eight months. And um, as you might know, any church that is vacant for that long uh, will lose members. So people don't didn't stay that long uh, many people left uh, there was only a handful of people left in the church uh, maybe about 15 20 people that were left um, and i came and i ministered um, in tuffentain in the full gospel church where i am now currently um, so when i traveled back to durban 
you know, I, I was, even though I was convinced that this was God's will for us to take on this challenge, I was at the verge of giving up even before I started because I heard so many negative things about the area, about Tuffentain, about the crime, about all the negative things um, in the area particularly. And I was at the verge of giving up even before we got started. And um, but but as the more we prayed about it, the more we realized that God really wanted us here in Tuffentine, and um, and so um, eventually we decided we we're going to be bold enough to respond to the call of God on our lives and and take the challenge of a of a new church as senior pastors of the Full Gospel Church in Tuffentine. The first two years was the worst of my life of our lives. Um, you know, I many times wanted to give up. Many times I wanted to throw in the towel. Um, so apart from the crime and, and, and the fact that, you know, there's been so many negative things that, that were happening in the area, um, the leadership that I found at the time were very negative. We're very, we're very negative. And, um, and um, they were not prepared for me to be able to take over the church, even though I was placed even though I was placed in the in the in this particular church, uh, they were not prepared uh, for me to be able to to take over the church. Um, so what happened was that uh, it became a racist thing. I was I was the first uh, black pastor to take over the church. This church had been pastored by white pastors all all the years, uh, close to forty years, and. Um, um, I don't know which part of the world you're listening to this program from, but um, in South Africa, racism has been a major, major problem. Uh, racism has been a big issue in South Africa, and um, and so and so and so the challenge has been that uh, uh, you you don't always get accepted as a as a person of color in um, in 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 certain spheres, in certain spaces, and um, this church because it had been pastored previously only by white pastors um, the members were not were not particularly ready were not particularly ready for a black pastor like me um, so the members i must say the majority of the members were not the problem the biggest problem and the biggest challenge were the leaders of this um, of this church and so they were determined to frustrate me um, and make it very difficult for me to the point of, uh, you know, doing certain things to frustrate me so that I could, uh, I could give up and, uh, and go back to Durban where I was serving as an assistant pastor there. Um, I, remember, I remember just for the first three months, for the first three months of, of my, of my uh, being the pastor, the senior pastor of the church, uh, those first three months were were a huge uh, frustration because what they what they decided to to do was to not was decided to do was to not give was to not give me the keys of the church. So for three months I had no keys. Um, I would come to the church and I would have to wait at the gate until the leader who had the keys um, uh, would would um, would come and open the church. And um, and I would come to the prayer to the time of prayer, and I would have to to the to wait for the leader that had the keys to come and open the church. Um, that was so frustrating. 
And at that point in my life, I thought, man, I didn't know that racism and, and segregation and this type of attitude is also found um, in the church. I was so frustrated. I was at the verge of giving up. I was at the verge of throwing in the towel. Um, but every time we prayed, every time we sought the face of God, again and again, I realized that God had called us to this church in Tuffentain for a reason, for a divine purpose, and that I should not give up. I should not throw in the towel. And so, well, we continued hanging in there. There were times of anger and frustration, but we continued hanging in there. We continued uh, praying and trusting that God was going to bring about a change. Um, eventually, I was given my keys uh, after the three months, uh, but the frustrations didn't stop. Uh, the leaders continued to frustrate me left, right, and center. They continued to make it very difficult. Uh, they continued to incite members of the church against me um, and, and, and uh, in, the, in the hope that, that I would get frustrated and I would, I would leave. Um, I remember that, you know, it was so stressful that I even ended up, I ended up in hospital with a burst ulcer. I was admitted to hospital because I had a burst ulcer. And the doctor said the reason for the burst ulcer is, uh, is stress. Um, the stress levels are so high. And that is why I, you know, I, I ended up, in, ended up uh, having a burst ulcer uh, because of stress. Um, even in that moment, I felt I was going to just give up. Um, the senior pastor of the church I came from in Durban said to me, um, I could go back. There was no need for me to go through what I was going through. Uh, there was still a vacancy for me where I came from and um, they could take me back. Um, but every time we prayed about it, every time we sought the face of God, it was clear that God still wanted us in this church in Tuffentain because he had a plan and a purpose for us. I don't know who I'm speaking to right now. You might be in a position, in a situation, in a company, in, a, in, a, in the corporate. Uh, you might even maybe be serving God in ministry. Uh, you know, you might be a pastor of a church. Whatever you are doing, you might be in business. And there's been so many frustrations, uh, so many negative things that have happened that are uh, tempting you to come to a place of quitting, to come to a place of giving up. I want to say to you, never, ever give up. Never, ever give up. I remember, I remember as we continued to push through, we saw God move in a tremendous manner. The church that was a small church in, in, in number and attendance about 15 to 20 people started to grow. Um, the church uh, grew in number and, and eventually uh, the church was full on a Sunday in attendance. Uh, we saw that it was full to capacity. But I would sit in my board meetings and, um, and as one of my board members would say to me, I've got something I would like to complain about. And in the board meeting, the board member would say to me, well, uh, I'm, I want to complain about the fact that the church is too full. Uh, there are too many people um, on a Sunday. I can we can hardly breathe, and um, and so you know uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, those were the type of uh, leaders that I had. Those were the type of board members that I found that did everything in their power to frustrate me. Did everything in their power to cause me to want to quit. But every time we prayed, every time we sought the face of God, um, you know it was clear that God didn't want us to give up. It was clear that God didn't want us to throw in the towel. 
So we continued pressing on. We continued praying. We continued trusting God. We continued believing that God had taken us there for a purpose. And God had a plan for our lives. Um, when we came to the church, um, I remember that um, there was no uh, praise and worship team. Um, only one person stood in front um, in the congregation and, and would lead praise and worship with a acoustic guitar. And um, my background originally in ministry is praise and worship. I used to be a worship leader. And so I decided I was going to put a team together, a team of young people that would uh, play a few instruments and, and sing and lead praise and worship on a Sunday. And when I came up with that idea, it was rejected by the board members. They said to me they didn't want a praise and worship team uh, because of previous problems uh, and encounters they had with praise and worship teams. And so they said to me they are not going to allow a praise and worship team uh, because they feel that they are not trained and they do not understand what it means to lead praise and worship. So then I decided to pull out a manual from the library of books that I came with from Durban I pulled out a manual um, of, of, of a teaching of what it means to lead praise and worship. What does it mean to be part of a praise and worship team? And I volunteered. I said to the board members, I'm going to train these young people. I'm putting together a team. Uh, since you say the reason you, you are uncomfortable them leading praise and worship is because they are not trained, I will then put together a team. I will put together a, a, a team that I'm going to train for eight weeks. I'm going to train them every Saturday. I'm going to teach them what it means uh, to lead praise and worship and to be part of the praise and worship team. And so they were quite happy with that. And so after the eight weeks, I finished the training. I went back to them and I said, well, uh, they're done with the training. I'm going to now allow them to uh, get on the stage and uh, start to lead praise and worship. Uh, they're going to make mistakes, but the only way they are going to grow is by them stepping out. Um, again, there was some form of resistance, but this time around, I decided I was going to push through the resistance and not give in. Um, even in those times, I felt, you know, I'm doing so much. Um, I'm putting in so much. Uh, there's so much sacrifice that is going in, and yet there's so much resistance. Uh, and, and I felt at that point like giving up but every time we prayed and, and and sought the face of god for direction it was very clear that god didn't want us to give up it was very clear that god had brought us to this church in tuffontein in the south of johannesburg for a reason and for a purpose and so we continue to do what god has called us to do um eventually the church started growing and growing and growing um to the point where every uh, a person that, that, that was standing against us started to uh, resign from the board. Um, they started to step down one, one at a time. Uh, they would come to me and they would say to me, well, you know, we, we feel that our time here is up and we need to move on. Um, and so I would allow them to do just that. Um, and, so, and so I just feel that it was very clear that God had to get rid of people that stood in the way of what God was trying to do. Um, and, and, and imagine if I'd given up. Imagine if I'd thrown in the towel. Imagine if I'd quit. Imagine if I'd said, no, I'm going back to Durban. Um, we would never have seen the result of, what, of the things that God has done. Um, the area that I was afraid of, 
uh, Tuffentain is not as bad as what it used to be. Um, the crime, crime has gone down uh, based on a lot of uh, evangelism and outreach programs that we've been doing as a church uh, based on prayer walks that we've done in the area and just uh, um, calling the, the, the area back to God and rededicating the area back to God. We've seen the hand of God. We've seen the crime go down. We've seen uh, uh, drug lords being busted. We've seen so many answers to prayer. We've seen so many crooked people get saved and give their lives to Jesus. Why? Because I did not quit. Why? Because I did not give up. Um, giving up is the easy way out. When, when the pastor I left in Durban said to me on the phone, you could come back to Durban, I realized that that would have been the easy way out. And many times we want to quit because it's the easy way out. Um, it's the easy thing to do. To press on and to push through is not the easy way. It's not an easy thing to do. It's, it's, it's the most difficult thing to do. And many times uh, people always choose the easy way out. Uh, um, it's easier for you and I to choose the easy way out. But I want to challenge you today. Whatever it is, whatever hurdles you are going through, whatever uh, uh, pressures you're going through, or whatever it is that is pushing you back, whatever it is that is discouraging you, whatever it is that is opposing you, I want to say to you, don't take the easy way out. Uh, 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 don't take the, the easy route. Uh, anybody can take the easy route, uh, but, but only a few learn to push through and to never give up. You see, God is not a God who quits. When God starts something, he finishes. Um, God is not a quitter. And, and, and when he starts, even, even, even his salvation, the, in the, the word of God says, he who started a good work in our lives will be faithful to bring it to completion. So even the salvation that God has started in our lives, he will never quit. He will never leave us because we are imperfect. Um, we've disappointed God so many times. We've let him down so many times. We are not perfect ourselves, even though we've given our lives to Jesus. But we still sometimes fall. We sometimes let him down. We sometimes disappoint him. But he will never leave us, the Bible says. He will never forsake us. Why? Because he's a God who never quits. Um, he will never give up on us. He continues to work on us because we are a work in progress. Um, some of us might still be battling or struggling with certain habits in our lives, uh, habits that are not uh, in conformity with the word of God. Uh, but don't give up. Uh, don't quit on God because God has not quit on you. Um, and, and, and God will continue to help you through those uh, um, habits, those ungodly habits. God is able to help you and set you free um, if you continue to trust him. Um, so I want to say to you, do not quit. Uh, um, quitters, someone said, are not winners. And winners are not quitters. If you quit, you never win. And if you're a winner, you never quit. Um, so I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what it's been like the last couple of months, uh, the last couple of years. I don't know what it's been like, um, um, especially with the pandemic that hit the whole world for the last two years. I don't know what's happened to you your business, your finances, your career, don't quit. I want to encourage you to never, ever quit. I'm reminded of uh, the time when I was I was intending uh, to become a marriage officer. Um, in, in South Africa, you have to write an exam to become a marriage officer. 
And so basically the exam is an extraction of the Marriage Act uh, uh, from, the, from, the, from the constitution of the country. So the Marriage Act is something that you have to read uh, before you write the exam. But the challenging part of that is that it's too, many, too much information, um, too many things that you need to memorize, too many clauses in the act that you need to memorize. And so that doesn't make it easy. It makes it quite difficult. Um, so I remember attempting that exam the first time I failed by, by three marks. And I attempted the second time I failed again by three marks. Um, I was so discouraged. I was tempted to quit. I thought to myself, man, this is not working. Uh, you know, maybe I must just leave it. You know, I don't have to be a marriage officer. Um, I don't, I don't have to, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, marry people, um, on the altar and help them with, uh, with, uh, with the uh, documents required by law for them to become husband and wife. I was at the verge of quitting, but eventually I thought, man, let me just try one last time. And I tried the third time and I passed, I passed with flying colors. Why? Because I didn't quit. So I don't know, maybe you've been attempting an exam, the same exam over and over, and uh, you haven't been able to pass that exam and you are at the verge of quitting. I want to say to you, don't quit. Give it another try. Um, even if you fail, give it another try. And even if you fail, give it another try. You know, the inventor of the light bulb is said to have failed so many times before he got it right. If he had given up in those times that he was failing, we would never have had him invent the light bulb. Perhaps somebody else maybe would have invented the light bulb. Um, but many people in the world of science that tried so many things uh, didn't quit. And that is why they were successful. So whatever it is you want to do, whether you want to do something for the kingdom of God, uh, whether you want to pursue a career, whether you want to be successful in business, whether you want to be a successful person in the corporate, I want to say to you, the way to success is not quitting. Hold on, press on, push through. You will make it. You will succeed because God has promised to help you. The Bible says that you can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength. So I hope this word has been of encouragement to you. I hope this word has been uh, inspiring to you. And um, I hope that you'll be able to refuse to be a quitter in order for you to become the person that God wants you to be. I want to pray for you now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every person that listened to this program. I pray for them right now that you will give them the strength to push through, give them the strength to never give up, give them, the, give them the strength to never quit because you are not a quitter. So I pray that you'll inspire them and help them and encourage them in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. This has been the Kairos Moment on the Active FM. God bless you. And remember, never ever quit. Oh, oh, oh.